lovely listeners, welcome to episode 149 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your host, the titular Stace, and joining me in the parlour this month is animator extraordinaire and tip-top lovely bird, returning champion Bryony Evans. Hello! Cheep, cheep, cheep. <laughs> I was doing a bird impression. <laughs> it was adorable. It was very adorable. Thank you. 149 episodes. Oh my God, Stace, well done. Uh, I know, isn't that ridiculous? I realised as well that my 150th, which comes out obviously next month, uh, it also falls in the same month as my 12-year parlour <gasps> anniversary. Oh God, that's <laughs> perfect. That's a long-ass time <laughs> to oh. be talking bollocks on the internet. I, but you should be really proud of yourself. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, you say that as if I don't just talk shit with my friends for like an hour but and a half. No, and then... Yeah, but like any, let's say pretty much like I could talk bullshit about stuff I like as well. But the fact that you've absolutely like nailed the dedication to organise and post and edit a podcast. Like, come on, oh, girl. Pack, pack, you. pack yourself on the back there. That's, That's really good. I'm not very good at accepting compliments, so I'm just going to giggle and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yes, absolutely. Very, very British in this house. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I, I can't remember the last time you were on the show. It feels like a, a long time ago. I feel like it was a year, maybe more. Uh, it's all it's all a blurry bit, isn't it, after the whole uh, world event that we went mm. through. Mm. I did say to my hubby the other day that since working from like majority of the time working from home, like I only go into the office like maybe two or three times a month, if that, mm-hmm. that I have got to the point where I'm just like, every day is the same. <laughs> what I am know. I doing? What, what, what year is this? Is the milk still good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, working from home does create this like can. I know some people just love it and it works mm. perfectly for their lifestyle and schedule. But sometimes you do get the consequences of like what year is it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah sometimes I'll think like oh yeah I only did that yesterday and then realize it was two and a half years ago and I'm like hold on (laughs) yeah (laughs) what (laughs) my whole brain has just turned to actual mush yeah you have to just like when you work from home you have to actively want to go out and touch grass otherwise Mm -hmm. just yeah your brain goes a bit like (laughs) I don't know about you as well but I have the problem now of like not really being able to work in an office like a normal human being because when I'm at home I can put a podcast on I can put some music on and sing obnoxiously loudly or I can f and jeff at my computer <laughs> which I, I do a lot I feel like I do those things even if I'm in the office <laughs> so I don't think you just mentioned like I can just do a podcast like yeah I do that in work oh I can do this so like Yep, I, maybe not singing. I, th- I think singing out loud is the only thing I mm. wouldn't do if I knew there was a bunch of people because my singing is so bad. <laughs> I'm not, sure it's not. I know, I would bad. not condemn a soul to, <laughs> to that. I uh, definitely couldn't sing in my office because it's the head office for the NHS Trust that I work for. And mm. so I'd just, I'd just be like in a room with all the execs and directors and things just like belting Maybe shake out. things up, Stacey. Maybe this is what the <laughs> NHS needs. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> I've got what I like to call a passable voice, which is the kind of voice where if you were at like, I don't know, a karaoke night at a pub, Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't look twice at me for either reason. You wouldn't okay. be like, Jesus, what is this sound? But you also wouldn't be like, oh, my God, give her a record contract. <laughs> like, 
Just in fifty, just in the middle, fifty-fifty. Just yeah, just just coasting on, That's an, good. on an average. You know what? Noise. Coasting, <laughs> coasting is very underrated. Do you know mm-hmm. what? Like, coasting isn't bad. No, not at all. Coasting isn't bad. I don't but, want to be recognised for my voice, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you got a podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> My, I had a friend who kept trying to say to me, like, you should, you should do your podcast on YouTube. And I was like, but then people will see my face. I don't want that. <laughs> well, you could just have the drawn version. You don't have to, you don't have to have the perceived if you don't want. <laughs> I do worry because I often fall into a sort of gormless kind of look. <laughs> I, I pull the face then that nobody could see but Bryony. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that happens frequently where people just look at me and be like, hmm. She okay. <laughs> you don't want to do. You don't want to do the face acting while you're. Yeah. One less thing to think about. Yeah, I find yeah. it hard enough. I mean, like, because I started doing this podcast, as you can see, with with video on the call, mm-hmm. uh, and I find it works better for like not so much accidentally talking over one another and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I find it really hard because I never know where to look. So I'm like, do I look in the camera? Do I look at your eyes? Oh no, you my face is distracting me. <laughs> I think yeah because everyone just looks up themselves right mm-hmm. um I oh maybe you can do it with Skype there's a way to turn off your like so your camera's on but you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. see you mm-hmm. um because that's not natural like I think a lot of people during you know the zoom times <laughs> zoom times is still a thing like you know video calls like we're doing now mm-hmm. but obviously pandemic like everyone was doing them and I think a lot of people just got really self-conscious because they were like oh my god all I can look at is me <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realise my face does as many things as it does when I talk. <laughs> You're not meant to. Humans only recently know what they, their face even looks like. Like, mirrors yeah. aren't normal. Yeah, I've got a very specific idea of what my face looks like based on that one angle I take selfies from. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so to see it just doing all these weird things, I'm like, what? Just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it, Stacey. Is it your emoting? It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. I just, like it's it's hilarious how much I think about stuff like that when like it's never once crossed my mind when talking to a friend. Like, of course, what is your yeah. face doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I worried about it? Yeah. Thanks, computers. Another thing yeah. just to bloody overthink. <laughs> Yay! On that note, should we talk about some bloody pop culture? Yes. It doesn't have to be bloody. That's not. Well, mine actually is really bloody, so this works out. <laughs> Excellent. What a segue. I did that totally on purpose. <laughs> so intentional. <laughs> Best host ever. Give me all the awards. Thanks. Boom. <laughs> um, another really good segue, because this uh, show I'm recommending got fucking nominated for all the Annie Awards, so nice. <laughs> Excellent. Double segue. Well done, Stacey. You're Such a good role. job today. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah, so... The show I'm going to recommend is Blue Eye Samurai, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Netflix. Uh, it came out it came out last year, like November or something. And I watched it over the holidays and I really, really enjoyed it. I wasn't think I had quite low expectations of it um, mm-hmm. for reasons. Should I say the reasons? Mm-hmm. Say the reasons. <laughs> they're, not, they're not my. They, <clears throat> OK, so long story. There's. In animation, there's this really big animation festival called Annecy. And yeah. some I went this year. I didn't go to any panels, but some friends did. And Blue Eye Samurai is mentioned. And the way it was pitched, I think, seemed a bit more like how you'd pitch it to finance people or uh, the general public audience that maybe don't watch animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of pitched as like, you know, this is like animation, but like for adults. 
and everyone <laughs> I think everyone, I think yeah I well literally I think that was well that's the way my friends were reacting they were like what are they talking about like <laughs> at like a specifically like an animation festival where half the films being screened are like not suitable for children mm. um so I think they thought like oh this is this seems a bit very Hollywood very cringe thinks highly of itself like it's probably not going to be that good mm. uh, and then it came out and then I saw it was getting some good reviews and I was like mm, interesting okay but mm, not sure the, the trailer didn't nab me that much either it just looked very like violent for the sake of being violent kind of thing so I was like mm, okay yeah, I don't know but then some friends, the friends that literally went to go to that panel and were like grown, um, <laughs> they'd watched it and they were like, oh, actually, it's really amazing. I was like, what? But you said. And I was like, yeah, but watch it. So I did. First episode, I was like, mm, OK, it's all right. You know, it's all right. And then I watched another episode and then another one. There's eight episodes. <laughs> and then, oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> I really like I it. When that happens. Yeah. OK, so the show is about a sword master named Mizu. And just full on tale of revenge, man. So it's called Blue Eye Samurai because she's half white, half Japanese, half white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set in the Edo period. So this is a time when Japan was cut off from the world. Like there was no no trade, nothing. They were like no outsiders. Everything's just, you know, just Japanese. To, so they maintain their culture for like 100 years. And that's like all real. That's like actual history. So it's set yeah. in that time. But I think four white men kind of slipped in there (laughs) (laughs) and uh, had some bastard children. And one of them was the main character. So she basically her aim is just to kill these. It's like a really bloody revenge Mamma Mia where she's like, who's my daddy? Doesn't matter. Just kill, kill, kill. So, yeah, that's like the premise, basically. It's very like. Um, I, I think one of the inspirations is Kill Bill. It's really violent. Right. <laughs> if anyone doesn't like lots of blood and samurai swords and like stuff, it's probably not for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also like, I guess the the lazy way to describe it would just be like, oh, it's like if Mulan and Game of Thrones had a baby. Right. <laughs> um, so there's like politics involved and like uh, sex and you know violence and all that stuff. So yeah, if that sounds up your street absolutely recommend the style is also like really amazing it's cg but it's um that 3d where it looks like you know they've added like a 2d sort of element to it um so there's like a line on the characters and stuff and the backgrounds are amazing um yeah it's a really beautiful show and i was like i probably helped that my expectations were not high yeah but i ended up really liking the characters and like yeah it's a really good time but it is a violent, it's a very violent time. So if anyone's <laughs> sensitive to that stuff, I maybe wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. See, I'm a bit weird with, uh, like, gore and stuff, especially with animation, because I'm often more freaked out by how weird something looks as opposed to how gory it is, mm. if that makes sense. So, like, as an example, Attack on Titan doesn't bother me whatsoever. Like, okay. all the ooey-gooey, like, you know, muscly monsters doesn't all bother good. me, even I've seen maybe 30 seconds of the film Paprika where somebody puts their hand under somebody else's skin and runs it all up their body and up their face Mm -hmm. and then back down again. And that made me feel like I wanted to do a genuine real sick. (laughs) So, yeah, to be uh, fair, I haven't seen the film. That's the only part you've seen. That is the like one of the worst parts (laughs) of the film. (laughs) Like that bit's properly meant to feel like, oh, my God, she's being physically and emotionally violated and the best way yeah. to depict that was someone's hand going through her skin 
Um, so if that's the only part of the film you've seen, uh, I am sorry, but that is also one of the worst parts. <laughs> well, I don't think it helped either that it was projected on a big screen at a Thought Bubble Midcon party while there was just dancing and music happening. So there was no audio to the to the film clips. Um, yeah, so I was. Just I was wondering like, how you would have seen that clip. God, having... put that on a party, please. <laughs> Do you know? It, <laughs> I think it was because I want to say that the Leeds like film festival was happening at the same time as Thought Bubble, and so they had like a screening of something anime, and then the party mm-hmm. happened, and there was just like a lot of like clips of filmy things, which you know would have been great if it wasn't completely out of context. Clips of awful. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just, it's a party, so, like, everyone's, like, over 18, we can just scream at everyone. I'm like, I mean, you could, but... (laughs) But could you? The the very first time I saw any clip from the movie The Shining, which turns out to be, like, one of my favourite horror movies now, so it it worked out fine in the end, but I was at a Halloween party at at a club, and I think I might have been dancing to the Monster Mash and just happened to look up at a screen, and there was just a... A very gooey lady climbing out of a bathtub, and I was like, uh, "Help! <laughs> what, what's this now?" <laughs> Had a minor, yeah, panic. But like with animation, it's um, I tell you what, for, uh, uh, what's a good example of something that freaked me out? That's not really like necessarily gory, but I think one of the it wasn't the last time. It might have been the time before you recommended me a film, and I want to say it was French. And I can't remember what it was called, but it's like a hand that detaches from ah, somebody's yes. body. Oh, I, yeah, I know exactly which one you mean. It, it is also Netflix. Yeah, yeah, the, the title has fallen out of my brain. But any time the hand was doing stuff, it really upset me. <laughs> little animated hand. Just, yeah, just scurrying around. Like, absolutely not. Just find the name of that goddamn film now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> hang on. Oh, I lost my body. Ah, there you go. Yes. That was it. That was the name. Yeah. So we, ha- we have to... <laughs> <laughs> we, it had to be done no you i have to that would have bugged me until we'd hung up and i might have edited it in badly <laughs> i lost my body um i yeah i still recommend that one um but it's yeah, a really good film but it made me feel really uncomfortable for like a large part of the runtime <laughs> yeah yeah a, um, yeah which it, it's meant to do to be fair so it is doing yeah. its job it's unsettling is what that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the french are very good at that <laughs> yeah that's that's true that is very true no i do i do want to watch blue eye samurai it's um it was something that like sort of fell out on netflix i didn't even realize it was a thing you know the standard netflix thing of not really advertising that they've got something happening ever yeah (laughs) uh unless you happen to follow like the makers or the people that are in it on some sort of social media like you know like i watched we lost our human last year which i think was on netflix and it's like a um animated choose your own adventure game with ben schwartz and ayo edabiri in it oh <laughs> it's, so, that. it's so wonderful oh gosh it's so cute it's basically about a little doggy and a little kitty and humans just disappear from earth and they try to figure out what's going on Aww. and it's like a multiversal adventure it's wonderful uh but i only knew about that because i happened to follow both of those lead people on twitter and they were the only people that they were just talking about it like hey this thing's come out i have no idea it's really wonderful you should give it a whirl it's really cute it's got like um a similar style to like the amazing world of gumball in the character designs okay 
bulbous yeah. <laughs> is the word I want to use, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, it, if you said gumball in it, I think I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah like pudgy, pudgy characters. Mm, pudgy. Round. Yeah, you just want to push their cheeks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sometimes you kind of want to bite them and then you wonder what that means about yourself. Um, Don't worry about it. Psychology. <laughs> cute aggression is what it is, yes. apparently. It's <laughs> a real thing. Um, but yeah, so Blue Eye Samurai, like a few people were talking about it, a few people I know, and they were saying, oh yeah, it's really, really good. And like, you like animation, you should watch it. And I don't know why I haven't yet. <laughs> I really should. I should yeah, have if you haven't got a prop, I mean, from all the <laughs> things you said that you find uncomfortable with television, I don't. God, I'm so sorry if I've forgotten, but I can't think of anything in the show that fits that description where it's like... Unsettling rather than gory, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's definitely gory, but even the gore, like, is actually really beautifully animated. Like, I think all the special effects are, like, hand-drawn. So the blood splatters are, like, a piece of artwork. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Um, And I really, really like the main character, uh, Mizu. Yeah, um, she's been praised, I think, for like just really good, uh, like a really well-written female uh, character, which I know is just like, oh my god, like when will this discussion ever fucking end? <laughs> but obviously, it's been the whole thing where you know a lot of people sometimes get um, disappointed with main characters that happen to be women if they're just written a bit too powerful. But I'm just like, oh my god, is this? Like, do we ever have these conversations if it's a man? No, they're just a bad character. But there are there are some bad characters that are women uh, mm-hmm. where they're not flawed. Mizu is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's such a broken human, and you're just like, she's not a she's not a good person. Um, mm-hmm. But most of the characters also aren't, and I think that's another thing that I like about the series. Like, none of the characters in episode one are the same by by the last episode. Um, so there is there are arcs and you know characters do change and whether for greater or worse I just I prefer those kind of stories Um, and I think films are less likely to do that now because I think they're always thinking like oh the sequel and usually the characters kind of kind of stay the same the only character growth is oh these two are in love now (laughs) yes oh can't wait for them to break up at the next one (laughs) (laughs) yeah over a complete misunderstanding that a little bit of communication would have sorted oh my god it's the biggest oh yeah 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 yeah. writers don't know how else to do it (laughs) yeah i was talking with i think it was uh my good friend mike on a recent episode of the parlor about how i struggle with rom-coms for this very reason Mm -hmm. because there's always inevitably that bit in the film where they have to like break up or they don't get together where you expect them to because i don't know one of them overheard them thinking they said she'd got fat ankles or something and and it it's it just talked have you thought writers, about that writers <laughs> don't know how to write couples like it's mm. they do i mean they do obviously some do there are actually some really nice couples in some like comedies or rom-coms and stuff but generally it's i think it is maybe easier you know like the chase is really exciting um i think people really enjoy you know I think my favorite fucking trope is enemies to lovers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, toxic <laughs> fuck, love it, let's go, yes. Um, <laughs> but like, I just really enjoy that. Like, you know, in real life, obviously horrendous, but in yeah. fantasy, I'm like, I find it really. I I just enjoy those kind of stories, you know. But yeah, once they get together, it is the writer has got then a task of like, okay, this has to somehow still be interesting. Ideally, without them bloody breaking up, because that's also just, I don't know, so, I don't know, that's, I find that boring. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I think the only, the only time I've ever felt 
sort of on the other side of it was um are you a fan of brooklyn 99 at all that yeah what a good example of like a couple that don't need to break up (laughs) (laughs) well the the thing that bothered me about the uh the jake and amy thing was towards the final season where they have that little conflict about like she wants kids he doesn't really yeah and um that was the only time where i briefly thought if i could do like a really interesting story here about how two people don't want the same thing and have to and have Mm -hmm. to sort of break up but they just went down the route of just making Jake go, do you know what? Actually, after half an episode of talking about this, yeah, I do want kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was put in a high pressure situation and I've changed my entire worldview. And I was like, are you? But I don't know whether that's just me being a little bit biased because I've never wanted kids. My husband's yeah. never wanted kids. It's very rare in the media, though, to see people who are like, it is. I don't yeah. want kids who aren't like curmudgeonly assholes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. But like, I guess maybe a starting point is at least seeing couples have the discussion. Because I feel like it's always just assumed, oh, you're a couple. And then obviously the kids. Yeah. The bombardment (laughs) of like, oh, when are you getting married? And then you get married. And then obviously the next question is like, where are the children? Yeah. And um, it is it is very annoying if you if you actively know, like, oh, I don't want any. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the only characters that I can think of that don't want kids, they're usually not the good characters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're really like just they're really sweet characters. They're usually like selfish and mm-hmm. you know or sex obsessed or you know something like that, which is a shame because that's obviously I mean all the people I know that aren't interested in kids are nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, like the um bit of a tangent, but people might find this interesting. Might find the... it's very relatable, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, one of the main reasons I don't want kids, because uh, a lot of people have called me selfish before, like, oh, is it because you want all your money and your time to yourself? And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, a little bit is that. Um, yeah. But mostly it's because I think being a human is kind of dreadful <laughs> and difficult and hard, and I just don't want to do that to somebody else. <laughs> like, that's I a really important nice. reason not to have a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, the government sucks, childcare sucks, like, the world's melting, like, why? (laughs) I honestly feel like wanting a child most of the time is purely coming from a point of, like, blind optimism. Because you have to be, because you don't know what kind of kid you're going to get. You don't. That's the other thing. I did say to my hubby the once, well, well, <laughs> we had a conversation on like our third date or something ludicrous where he was like, right, I want to get this out of the way before either of us get in too deep. What are your thoughts on marriage? What are your thoughts on religion? What are your thoughts on kids? So that you know we can... fair play. Great. No, <laughs> like, let's be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about kids then. And I said, like, you know, you always see when you hear about somebody who turned into like a, a crazy murderer man or something, like you always see their parents on the news having a cry like he was such a lovely boy. And I don't know what happened and i'm like what if you're those parents what if you're like the best parents in the world but your kid goes off and does a load of murder <laughs> i mean i well you obviously can't say it's impossible because you are because it does happen but i mean it, uh, that it's, I it's, unlikely. it's it's unlikely but I, given my luck <laughs> you couldn't you, no one could tell you there's a zero percent chance that could happen to you mm. that is true that is fact you could spawn a serial killer i could could or just like what if you what if like on a less sort of high stakes level what if your kid's just an arsehole like what if they're like a right-wing incel and you're like ah yeah man um oh oh, god are we gonna get into nature and nurture now stacy I think we should probably talk about some more pop culture, actually, maybe, before. Is this, can, can any of this um, somehow turn into a segue of something you've watched or um, recommend? 
I, I don't think so. Sure. I mean, the main thing I want to talk about is so completely weird that <laughs> I don't know how I would segue into it. How about the act of growing a human in yourself is weird, and then the segue is go. It's weird. <laughs> We were film for you. So I went to see Rich and I went to the cinema to see uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's new film, <laughs> Poor Things. Now I had seen the trailer for this, so I know I've seen The Lobster and The Favorite, mm-hmm. and I know I liked both of those movies. I can't actually tell you what The Lobster's about. It's that Colin Farrell is cute in it. I remember that part. I I do you know what? Same. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell you um, what it's about. <laughs> No, it's fallen out of my brain completely, but I know I enjoyed it at the time. And uh, and the favourite, like, I liked it, but not like, I didn't, like, love it like most people mm. who seem to like his films do. So yeah. I was I was very sort of like, expectations are set to medium. Mm. <laughs> I had a really hard time with this film because from a filmmaking point of view, fully five out of five, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the performances are just so good like so everybody's bringing like it's even higher than a game i don't even know how to describe what people are doing in this film it's fucking phenomenal <laughs> um all of the sets and the costumes are absolutely gorgeous it just looks so completely lush the cinematography is beautiful I will say there's a quite an overuse of a fisheye lens that was bothering me quite, distracting me quite a lot, but I don't know if that's just generally my eyes. <laughs> you know, when something just doesn't work for you and you're just like, oh, here that is again. Your fisheye is a choice, man. Yeah, but there's like some like truly like stunning, gorgeous. I don't know if they were painted or not. They look so gorgeous, like backgrounds and skies and yeah, just absolutely full on. Yes, five out of five, beautiful filmmaking experience. Mm-hmm. Plot-wise, <laughs> it's fucking awful. Oh, and <laughs> me and my hubby had a <clears throat> heated discussion about this uh, as we were eating fried chicken in Bonehead after we saw the film mm-hmm. because he thought it was brilliant. Now, I'm going to sort of drop a clangor of a spoiler here, but I will say it does. it happens like 20 minutes into the film and the film is like knocking on two and a half hours so i'm not like fully ruining the movie but if you don't want to hear spoilers for poor things just do a little skip so i watched the trailer for poor things and i I couldn't quite grasp exactly what was happening in it because it's cut very weirdly and it just looks strange so you think ooh, and you get intrigued and you go and see it but it turns out what the plot of this film is is that willem dafoe who i adore plays like a very mad scientist who (laughs) <laughs> so Ooh. frankenstein's a dead lady back to life oh no. by, so she by taking the unborn child from her tum tum chopping out her brain and putting the baby's brain in oh, her head no. and then, yeah so no i that didn't that alone didn't didn't hugely bother me like i was like all right that's strange we'll see where this goes interesting premise what bothered me about it and I will give my hubby's point of view on this as well, just, you know, in the interest of balance and that. But what bothered me about it was that for the first, like, <laughs> very long time in the film, you can tell that she's an infant in a, in a, in a grown lady's body. Yeah. You know, she's developing the capacity for speech, but not particularly well. She, like, waddles around like babies do and trips over her own feet and, like, smashes plates because she's got no concept of, like, 
sensible human behavior (laughs) because she's a baby in a lady's body and three things happen while she's still very clearly somewhere between toddler and about 10 because she's developing faster than a normal child okay because I was but, thinking, God, how's the ageing process going to... Well, you do, it's very hard to tell because she sort of has an affected way of moving throughout the whole film. So I don't know whether that's just literally oh. because rigor mortis had started to set in before they put the new brain. I don't know. But right. like, but her, her, way of t- her way of talking, her affected way of speech, very blatantly sort of gets better and better as the film goes on. But it's still... So what... Me about it was there's a point at which a man proposes to her when she's very clearly still about five or six, and then there's another point where she discovers uh masturbating and orgasms when she's probably still about five or six, and just like yeah, and then and then another guy takes her on like a shag holiday is the best way I can describe it. <laughs> takes her just on a on a on a tour of Europe and his dick. And she's clearly sort of 10 to 15, maybe. And uh, and that just made me feel physically ill. I hated it. It was mm. it was the plot point I could not get past because I was like, mm. <laughs> like, that's and I'm not saying that anybody in the making of this film believes you should bone children. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. <laughs> that's I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I think from uh, an entertainment point of view. Because this film as well is a lot about sex. It seems to, it, it leans almost on the side of thinking that the only empowering thing a woman can do is sex, which is, <laughs> that's questionable in and of itself. <laughs> um, Especially but, when the brain is... But that's the thing, it's like, <laughs> it's very hard, yet. it's very hard to tell like what sort of age she is at any given moment, because like up until about half an hour from the end she's still like referring to herself in the third person and <laughs> like learning right. new words and, like it's it, it's just it it just squicked me out I just didn't like I just yeah. thought no that's not a story I can get behind it doesn't matter how physically and because because Emma Stone delivers such a brilliant performance as yeah. like basically a baby in a lady body mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a toddler in a lady body and then like a teen in a lady but to have that all of that to the backdrop of essentially nothing but sex is just truly baffling to me. I just can't fathom what about that is entertaining. And I know people will say, Stace, you're a sex averse asexual. Maybe that's your problem with the film. <laughs> and maybe it is a little bit because I, I have freely admitted before that I won't judge a film for having sex in it. You can put sex in whatever you like. Personally, though, I don't want to see it. <laughs> not oh. the world's biggest fan of seeing sex scenes there, Wish there's sort a little of bit of that in blue eyes samurai i don't mind like the odd sex scene mm. but this film is like it's two and a half hours long and i reckon a good a good 40 45 minutes of that is just sex i reckon <laughs> that is a lot <laughs> that's what it felt like anyway that's, there's, that's- no, nah, that's, that's a that's a long runtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a baby brain sex. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit, yeah, that's exactly. And so yeah, I I didn't I I just couldn't jive with that at all. Like it was just a, suddenly a story that I just didn't. Yeah, it took you out of yeah. it too much. Yeah, and and my hobbit was trying to argue afterwards that it was like a story about you know like a woman discovering herself and like all oh, this and blah blah blah. Well, and I, I was like, need, like a baby brain to discover. Well, this She's not, discovering, with... she's not discovering herself. She's gone. She's now her own child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
Oh, it's great. It's about, oh my God, I didn't even think of it from the perspective that it's a baby in not just her a woman's body, in her mother's body. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. she finds that out about herself later and doesn't react to it the way that I would have done if I'd have found out, which is to murder everyone in my immediate vicinity. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a really um, great revenge story right there. Wouldn't you, though? Uh, she just but, sort of yeah. goes, ah, oh, well, you know, science in it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, there's a, yeah, I don't. I, I, I struggle to figure out what the the film is trying to say. I know the director's really prolific. Did he also write it? Do you know what? I don't know, and I should have looked that up before I started talking about it. um, Hang on. I need to to know if a woman was in the writing room for this film. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe... If there was, there's a, there's a chance that I just missed the message because I nope, was too it's busy. a man. <laughs> it's a man. Okay. It's written by Tony McNamara. Nam- okay. An Australian playwright, screenwriter, and television producer. Uh, you can blame him, Stace. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I don't. What I, what I don't understand is I don't really get what the film was trying to say because it it, it wasn't really a woman's sort of path to discovery or empowerment or whatever. It was just like fucked up science experiments and, mm. and sex a lot. <laughs> it says on the Wikipedia, it says it's a science fantasy black comedy. Would you say it's a black comedy? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of fairly funny bits. Mark Ruffalo's character is a very sort of almost caricature sort of very it's a very affected performance. Mm. So he's very funny, like almost all the time he's on screen. But I don't I don't think I laughed out loud at any point during the mm. film but it's possible okay. that i was just too busy going is she still a child oh it's another sex yeah. scene is she still a child <laughs> yeah and it's just fair. getting hung up entirely on that just, yeah the entire um, time your brain's like but it's a baby <laughs> yeah yeah and like my, when me, me and my hubby were talking about it afterwards he was saying that like he got the distinct impression that she was developing like way quicker than okay. you know your so average person would and like i'm like yeah idols. Like, I was like, well, yeah, but that still means like it was still very obvious to me when she was masturbating with a cucumber that she was a child because she was saying things like Bella find make happy between legs and stuff like this. And it's very clear she's not got a concept of like even a vagina. Like, <laughs> so it was I was just like, I don't I can't, like I can't, I can't I don't I don't know. Yeah, couldn't, so, couldn't jive with it. Fair enough. Yeah, and it was really hard for me to write because like from a technical standpoint, and a performance standpoint, dirty, fucking. All right. Like, if you just look at the film, core blimey, it's delicious. <laughs> um, the poster, I've so I don't think I've even seen the, the trailer for this. Um, okay. I think honestly, maybe the best introduction I've had to this film is just your description. Stacey's been very entertaining, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, but I I have seen the poster, and there's two like there's two posters, and there is one that I was just like, what the. Fuck. <laughs> like it's like it, it does look a little ai uh, i hope it's not um I but it's, it's got that really weird disbodiment kind of but it's also very perfect looking and yeah, it's, it's like a small version of her on top of a bigger which makes sense now that you've told me what the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I know the concept, i'm like ah i see she is baby <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's such an odd film and 
like it it really interested me because we went we went to see it at the electric and as we were walking in my hubby said to me i would be very surprised if this isn't one of my top films of the year and so when we came out we were both like updating our little letterboxed uh, you know films that have come out in 2024 of which i've only seen three films at the moment this went just smack in the middle of mine because i was like i think i have to give it two and a half out of five at the moment because okay. wow because the the enjoyment I got out of it, like I didn't feel like I was watching a two and a half hour film because whenever I just didn't think about <laughs> the baby ba- the brain baby. part, <laughs> whenever I put that aside and just enjoyed like the performances and the visuals, like it's properly stunning. It's it's really stunning. Okay. I um, think you have grabbed, like I think that has, <laughs> oh, two and a half. I pro- okay, I probably won't go see this in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um but like if it comes out on streaming, maybe yeah. I think my housemate actually really wants to watch it. So maybe <laughs> I'll God, I hope she wa okay. Actually, now that yeah. you tell me what it's about, I I can't wait for her to watch it. I'm gonna be <laughs> so curious what she thinks of it. So I hope my housemate well, sees it and I then maybe really, I'll go off that. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear the thoughts of any other women that have seen it because the only other person I know in my circle of friends that have seen it is my husband okay who absolutely message stacy like people that <laughs> please tell people me people that like aren't a cis man yeah message stacy and give her your thoughts on baby brain in mother's body on a please sex ride because no it's one of those things where the film is is filmed in such a way as well where it feels like it's trying to say something like profound and, and interesting and sometimes with that those sorts of films i worry that i've just missed it because i'm a bit thick <laughs> oh don't worry stace i i've seen boy in the hair and i don't know what the fuck that was but i was like all right <laughs> oh well i was going to ask you about that what a great segue um because i was i was supposed to go and see the boy in the heron uh just just before well in the christmas break but then Rich and I found out, well, Rich read a review from somebody that he enjoys the critiques of. I can't remember who it is. That's why I'm stalling, but it's still not coming to me. Who sort of explained what the themes of it were. And then we realised that it probably wouldn't be a good idea for us. Um, so I'm interested to know what you think it was about. <laughs> and if that <laughs> if that links with what this, this critique was, because I, I kind of I, I still really want to see it, but it could it could emotionally break me, maybe. <laughs> Is it now just not a good time to see it? Is that maybe? Yeah, 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 probably. Okay, okay. I honestly feel like this film is probably better just seeing it with not much, mm. like just not knowing what it's about. Because I feel like if I explain what it's about, like that won't be the film you see anyway. Like mm-hmm. all the all, like it is. Oh god. Okay. So I'll reel it back. This is a film that yeah I saw early on this year. Uh, I went to see it with my bro. We saw it dubbed because I know sometimes it's it's out both now dubbed and subbed. Yeah. And I some friends had already seen it, so I hadn't I hadn't like I watched one trailer because I was trying not to see anything, but fucking mm. Twitter <laughs> doesn't let you. Like people were posting fucking gifts, and I was like, fuck off. Um. So I watched one one trailer just to get like you know or a tease or whatever, and then anything else I was like, okay, now I'm going to try and just go in blind because the trailer doesn't really tell you what it's about anyway um all i know is that and i didn't know this before going in but it is based off like two books um Mm -hmm. i thought it was just one but it's kind of based off two two books and miyazaki's just kind of mushed them together but i think he's just added a lot of him in it as well Mm -hmm. um so the first half of the film i think is based off 
How Do You Live, um, mm-hmm. which is about like a Japanese schoolboy dealing with uh, the death of his father. But in this film, it's not the father, it's the mother. So that's the beginning of the film. So straight away just puts you into like, ah, Trauma Tuesday, like, oh my God. Um, (laughs) And then the, and then the other book that it takes inspiration from is the, uh, the book, The Boy and the Blue Heron. So that's the namesake of the film is The Boy and the Heron. And there is a heron in it. And I think if you were, my housemates went to go see it and they didn't, they literally, they didn't know, they didn't know nothing. And I think maybe it is better if you just don't know much about it because it's, I think weirds probably, weirds real. Um, yeah. It was just, yeah, I was very glad music. seeing it, not knowing much about it, but it's very different to his other films, but it's also very, very him. It's a weird mm. one in the sense you're like, oh, Miyazaki definitely made this. Like, this has got his fingerprints like all over it. But then also it's very like maybe a bit more surreal and like fluid compared to his other films as well. Yeah, I, do, I just don't want to say that much. Just like... <laughs> When you when you see it, can you please message me? Because oh okay. my god, there's so many scenes in it, and I'm like, God, what's Stacey gonna think about this? What's Stacey gonna think? <laughs> a lot happens in it, and yeah. I did feel like after watching it, I'm like, oh, this is the kind of film where I'll have to watch like, what was the symbolism? <laughs> yes, yeah, I have to do that with a lot of uh, Ghibli Miyazaki movies because I'm just like, I think I think my my worry with this one is the first half because um mm. th- yeah the thing that rich read in his little review was that it was sort of about a, a boy struggling with grief over his yeah. mum and um rich's mum passed away at the tail end of last year unexpectedly oh, and so <laughs> yeah, that's why we were like yeah we can't see this film right now no, <laughs> like no, 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 this no. is absolutely the wrong time for this film but similarly i kind of wonder whether it might be a really good time for me to watch it because i watched Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Don't know if you've ever seen Oh my that. god, I cried so much watching that. <laughs> Wept like a fucking baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was no, that's 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 a little gem, that one. Um, oh, it's it's so beautiful. But like that that I found so cathartic. Like I needed that when I saw it, because I saw that about three or four weeks after it happened. And mm. uh and a friend of mine had passed away. <laughs> just just been around like yeah it was it was a rough tail end of uh it was a rough last quarter but but i don't know whether that's actually a perfect time for me to watch a film like this but i suppose it sort of depends on like how the movie deals with it and like if it's gonna go fully weird though maybe i'll be fine (laughs) it is it is a weird one see i want to add stuff i i feel like it's just better going in like i just don't want to say details um yeah that's fair that's fair but it's a recommend I mean, like Miyazaki will know what it feels like to lose his mother, because yeah. like, well, unless his mum's 120, um, I I assume he's he's lost his mother because he's like 80 something. So it'll be coming from a perspective that knows what that feels like. Um, yeah. And he's taking inspiration from a book that is like, well, one book that is just, I think the book um, How to Live Your Life, like that's mainly kind of, you know, it covers a boy dealing with grief with yeah with with his dad so part of the inspiration of the film is also about that topic but it just goes down like a fucking wild rabbit hole mm. as well it's not like the whole film is not trauma tuesday i'll put it that way oh that's good because um i <laughs> i do another podcast called never seen with my friends jenny and lee where every episode one of us recommends a film to the other two that one or both of them has never seen before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and i discovered recently that jenny hasn't really seen any 
Studio Ghibli movies, and I was like, well, that, yeah. that's getting rectified. Oh, um, yeah. But I was staring at the list, like, which one of these is the least likely to traumatise Jenny? <laughs> which is the most accessible, maybe? Because, uh, like, top of, top of my list of, like, best Ghibli movies is probably Grave of the Fireflies, but even I don't want to watch that oh, again. Oh, God, that's... Yeah, no, you have to, you have to move <laughs> up to that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just feel like absolutely not right now. <laughs> No, I oh, wouldn't maybe start. Maybe never again. <laughs> if I was introducing someone to Ghibli, I would not start off with that film. Absolutely not. Maybe no. do I don't know. I got. I'm trying to think of one that hasn't got grieving in it. <laughs> well, this is the other thing is that they're all a bit sort of like, uh, let's poke around in your emotions, aren't they? <laughs> well, you're not having a good film if they don't do that. To be honest. True. That is true. Howl's Castle is probably a safe one. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's got magic, bit of romance, and. That, yeah. That's probably, I would say that's a cute little intro to Ghibli with the Hellsman's yes. Castle. A relatively safe bit. Yeah. yeah. No, I do I do really want to see The Boy in the Heron, but it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know whether it's worth like maybe me watching it first and then reporting maybe, back to yeah. it just whether that's a good idea or not. <laughs> I would say uh, it's, it's such a shame to miss it in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I think you've still got maybe a week left or something. I think it's still. Yeah. Uh, I would okay. I tell you what. I say maybe stays. Maybe you just go for it, and then if if and then you know if you hated it, you can just blame me. Okay, Bryony, what did you do? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Just in the like, why me? I'll, I'll send you some chocolates. And <laughs> yeah, how about how about that? I mean, now I kind of want to hate the film just to get chocolates. <laughs> earlier, but <laughs> there's easier way to get free chocolates, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go um, there. <laughs> Oh, also, um, if you see the dub, Robert Patterson uh, is amazing in it. Oh, excellent. I will like say it. which character he voices, um, but he does an absolute amazing job at sounding like a little gremlin. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. It's um, He's such a weird one for me because I really like him as an actor, but I like very few of the films he's ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will be consistent. <laughs> We shall, we shall see. Yeah, I like the fact that he seems to like just randomly do whatever he fancies. Like I he know just he deserves it after dedicating how many years of his life to bloody Twilight. Like, <laughs> let the man oh. be a little gremlin. Like, go mm. for it. I, I tried to watch Twilight because a friend of mine who likes them was like, you can't have like a proper opinion about it until you've at least seen it. I got twenty minutes in and I was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna do. A homicide. If I continue, like this is, ooh. <laughs> they're uh, yeah, they're made for a certain audience, and that's the best thing I can say about it. Yeah, if you like Twilight, that's absolutely fine, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not my cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> let's put it that way. <sighs> yeah, the filmmakers okay. did the best job they could with those books. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I haven't, I haven't read them either, to be honest. Oh um, no, darn. <laughs> no, no. I tried when I was like. Uh, yeah, a teenager basically, and I was like, I can't relate to this character. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. That, it, I when um like Fifty Shades came out as well, and people were like, oh my god, it's like Twilight fan fiction or whatever it was supposed to be, and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like as a society, what are we doing? <laughs> We're gonna do fan fiction. Like, come on, at least like what? Why do a billionaire? How boring. Let's do yeah. like let's do Bat Boys. Like. <laughs> 
magical fairy back boys like cornstones and roses at least like come on put me in any goblin men yeah put me in fucking fantasy worlds like come on like the billionaire thing is just so basic like oh, oh look how much money he's got oh my god he bought me a pool <laughs> whatever yeah who cares not me I, uh, when uh, a friend of mine tried to get me to read the Fifty Shades books, like, she was like, honestly, they're so, oh, my God, they're so sexy and good. And I think I read half a paragraph of one, and I was like, did nobody edit this? It's really bad. Like, it's like yeah. sentences fully don't make sense. <laughs> if you tap into someone's fantasy, Stacey, mm. it, you can be you, you can be half, you know, pretty much dyslexic with all the grammars, <laughs> and people don't care. No. It's no. tapped into an inner core... And they're very grateful for that. And they will give you their money for that. Like, that's that's what I've learned. Yeah, I need to tap into somebody's core, don't I? Hmm. Yeah, that's where the money is. <laughs> Space, people's core. Just get, get on AO3. Ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Talk about something else, Stace. Come on now. Um, hey, I, over the Christmas holly bobs, mm-hmm. did a little let's catch up on a bunch of movies from 2023 that I hadn't already seen. So I was just going to like whip through a couple of like little shorty reviews okay. of some of those things, some of which were great and some of which were absolute garbage. <laughs> let's, um, let's hear, let's hear. Okay, so first up, Saltburn. I watched this, right, because... Um, <laughs> I like how we're like talking about our oh, horniness and you're Saltburn. Yeah. Saltburn. There's me. Sex of Earth, don't like it, Saltburn. Um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, I watched this because I saw that it was by Emerald Fennel and I quite liked Promising Young Woman even though I thought the end was a little bit squiffle mm-hmm. and I thought I saw the trailers and I thought this simp- this can't simply be a movie about insufferable rich assholes doing rich things in a big house that can't be it. it there's got to be some sort of twisty twisty something that happens that's going to make me like oh, when the end of the film comes and I'm going to lose my entire goddamn mind and it's going to be the best film yeah no it's it's a bunch of insufferable cunts being insufferable cunts for like mm-hmm. two and a half hours it's bad it's really bad only <laughs> tenth. Yeah. yeah yeah and it yeah. felt so like if I didn't know going in that it was made by a woman, it felt very much like, oh, I'm such an edgy boy. Like, oh, look at me drinking the cubby bath water. Ooh, edgy. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. That's all I know about this film, because that's all people are putting on, like, Instagram reels, is, like, oh. putting it on, like, with their mum in the room and putting that scene on. And then, oh, there's a really great one, actually, someone putting it on with their, like, Irish mommy. <laughs> And like this, this Irish woman, like that's disgusting. And <laughs> just like that I was, mean, there was a horrendous Irish accent, but she's yeah. like fucking leaves the room, and it's so funny. I don't know what it says about me that I was more just bothered about him like licking a bathtub than because I was just like, oh, that's just he's had his butt in that water. Like I did. Uh, uh. so, so, you're so ace right now. <laughs> I'm so completely ice right now. Um, like, okay, we we know you're not going to drink cummies out of the bath. Like it's fine. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I wouldn't drink anything out of that. I wouldn't drink just just bath water. Is yeah. what I'm saying. It's like even that on its own was just like. But it yeah. felt so like. Look, I'm doing something so edgy. And then the, I'm going to spoil this because it's fucking shit. Right? There's a scene later in the film where <laughs> where somebody dies. Right? And they have a funeral. And then Barry Keegan goes back to the grave site a little bit later. Oh, no. drops Treo and oh. fucks the dirty ground the grave just fucks the grave and my first okay. thought was imagine getting soil 
in your penis and I lost my mind a bit about how dirty it was from a literal dirt sense yeah um and again it just felt so like oh look how edgy it is there's a crossover there and he's fucking near it and I'm like come on what are we doing fucking worms in his dick (laughs) yeah I'm just there thinking like good god the because I've got a thing about certain textures right I hate if I go to the beach I wear like boots because I don't want sand anywhere (laughs) sand in between the toes is not great it's a disaster when you're cooking and you get like I don't know like sugar or or salt between your fingers horrible (laughs) hate it awful um, so a guy fucking some dirt you just can't relate to it just and it started raining as well and i was like oh no it's mush like oh that and, makes uh, it a bit better doesn't it maybe less Crap. grainy less grainy i suppose but wouldn't it I, up, I don't know I, di- I didn't like it anyway let's put it that way yeah. um, okay and it, <laughs> it 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 just tickled me so hard that like the opinions of this film that i've seen seem to be it's the best film I've ever seen. Like everybody in this film is owning. Barry Keegan gets his dick out more than once. Barry Keegan's fucking terrible in it for a start. It's like it's like he turned up and and didn't make any effort, even a tiny bit. The only person acting even vaguely well in it is Rosamund Pike, and her character is. <laughs> so what? What are you giving this film? What did you give it on Letterbox? I gave it uh, half a star. And that was that was and that half a star was only for including a block party song in it. That's the only thing I could think of that I liked about the film. It's bad. It's really bad. (laughs) And then I watched a movie called Tim. (laughs) Have you seen or heard of Tim? Tim. Well, it's technically it's T I M. It stands for something that I've already forgotten, (laughs) which probably gives you an indication of what I felt about this film. So Tim is a film about a lady who works at a company, super, super smart, well intelligent scientist lady, works at a company where they're creating AI robot manservants, right? Okay. So this slightly odd looking man uh, who is a, who is a droid technically moves in with her and her partner so she can basically give it a test room to make sure the AI works and the algorithms are, you know, algorithming and what have you okay and um, and the droid falls in love with her and then you know tries to do a murder of a partner and it all gets okay. a little bit <laughs> a little bit so it's very standard oh bloody hell this robot's gone wrong story to begin with mm-hmm. um but what truly truly baffled me and I, I was a little bit drunk when I watched it so I found it genuinely funny but I think if I'd have watched it stone cold sober I'd have been so mad at this film because she's ostensibly an incredibly smart woman she's making insane technology with like bonkers coding it's it's truly you know a feat of engineering and then there's there's a scene in this film so the robot sort of has like a gray suit and he's got like very pale skin and like short blonde hair and there's Mm -hmm. a scene in this film where he goes away and he comes back and he's got like wavy brown hair now and she's like She's like, what did you do? I didn't tell you to. I didn't tell you to go and get any modifications done. What was that for? And he he basically, <laughs> he basically says he words it entirely differently, but he basically says, I noticed you get horny for brunettes, right? So, <laughs> uh, and I was like, take him back. He, he's broken. Take take him back to the office. No, this one doesn't work. He's gone awry. Fix that coding. 
but no she's just like can you make it blonde again and i'm like what are you doing this thing's gonna kill you like immediately i was like he's after your pantalones like i was losing my mind (laughs) it's so dumb because he's basically like falls in love with her completely inexplicably because she barely even even really interacts with him but he keeps doing things like um walking in on them having sex because he was like oh i've noticed your vital signs are up and she's like bah (laughs) my tits are out (laughs) health (laughs) and she still doesn't take him back and i'm like what but she's testing him right but he's clearly broken surely i (laughs) yeah but maybe maybe that's the logic tells you tells you he changed his hair because he noticed that when you look at pictures of brunettes on your phone that your heart rate goes up and sometimes your genitals get a bit wet like no absolutely not how are you even registering that what are you doing help good lord i lost yeah i lost my mind at this film it was so stupid Um, was it was it the kind of thing where she was just like huh that's a bit weird or was she like i like it no, she, she was just like, oh, that's that's a bit strange. But I think the thing okay. that the thing that really bothered me about it because only about like twenty minutes into the film, the droid is like, can I experience love? Because I think I'm in love with you, and she's like, nah, don't worry about it, mate. I'm like, oh, we're already sailing our ship down the wrong. <laughs> what are we doing? Can he says that but, quite early on? Oh yeah, it's like twenty minutes in. He's like, and I'm then- in love with you, and she's like, no, you're not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> why okay maybe, maybe she is just a bit of a dumb character then oh dear me. plot needed to happen right yeah and they they do that thing as well where they sort of um they like manufacture this like rift between her and her partner with by the android like basically doctoring footage from their house of him like kissing their next door neighbor while she was in london or like something stupid right. uh-huh. but the only reason that works is because like they sort of had to write it in that her partner has cheated on her in the past and like this was supposed to be a fresh new start in this new house kind of thing mm-hmm. because otherwise she would have just gone i don't think he'd do that <laughs> yeah so she just fully believes this footage of like her partner doing a sexy on the on the neighbor but but even still it's like why was why would the android tell you that like he's not programmed to <laughs> rat on your partner like that's not what he's supposed to like keep your house clean and safe <laughs> like his primary function is to servant i don't, i just i couldn't i couldn't get past how, how dumb she was i was like you are so silly <laughs> it sounds like she's a victim of plot needed to happen so yeah and it's a shame as well because it was the bird from barbarian which was like one of my favorite films of i think it was last year it might have been the tail end of 22 which if you haven't seen it i'm not going to tell you a single thing about it because it is it's a horror film i'll tell you that but it's like <gasps> wait with the scars guard which one is it oh is no that, is that the one with the, is that the one with the there's a room in a in a base like, is that the, is that the house yeah mm-hmm. i've seen that mm-hmm. yeah i saw that my brother recommended it so i watched it with my whole family my mother hates <laughs> horrors and oh, no. my brother said it'd be fine luckily my mother like left the room before shit hit the fan <laughs> and my dad looked at my brother like what the fuck are you playing at <laughs> what are you, what are you what did this you do? is not suitable for mother <laughs> yeah my brother fucked he fucked up on that one um oh, me and my dad yeah. can watch it like we watched it we it was it was fine but yeah for my mother like who hates <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah i think my brother just thought it'd be a bit funny and trick my mum into watching a horror <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, that's a bit mean, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit mean. He, know, he knows what he did was wrong. He, I think he just thought he might get away with it. But luckily, <laughs> my mum could kind of see, like, mm, this is just getting scary and scary. I'm, yeah. Luckily, she left before anything <laughs> bad happened. But we, me and my, oh, we shot him some evils. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, but, oh, yeah, really I have, I have And I think she was really good, didn't it? Um, what's her name? Mm. Georgina something. Yeah. Uh, Georgina Campbell I think she was really good in it so it was kind of like oh no what are you doing in Tim <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why are you Aww. here because <laughs> she's um, an actress that needed money <laughs> yeah yeah probably um so that wasn't that wasn't great um uh, so how much did, what what, what that got one and that? a half that, okay. that, that got one and a half yeah all right <laughs> not not a, not a great recommend but like I think I think if you watch it a little bit tiddly and like have a laugh with it, okay, it could be quite fun. But it's yeah. a very standard sort of like, yeah, technology's gone awry story. Mm. It's like a very predictable episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was that, and then oh, talking of technology, well, hey, all about the segways today. <laughs> I watched um, I watched the BlackBerry movie, <laughs> which is the film about the making of BlackBerry phones. <laughs> oh, I did not. No, that was a film. Yeah, so I had basically no interest in this at first because I was like, who, I don't think I care about the making of phones and the, you know, the crumbling of a phone empire once touchscreens were a thing. Um, yeah. But then I found out that Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton were in it and I love Glenn Howerton like so much. I mean, I think he's weird. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's slanderous of me to say, but I feel like if I met him in person, I'd probably be a bit unsettled. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is very much sort of playing like a bold, you know, Dennis Reynolds <laughs> from Always Sunny. I'm ju- I've, just looked up, I've just looked up images and I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is literally just sort of like a dramatisation of the story behind like the basically the rise and fall of the Blackberry phone. And it is very sort of inside baseball, but I quite enjoyed it, actually, because I think everybody in it's quite charismatic. So it was quite enjoyable to watch. Okay, Um, what genre would you call it? I I mean, it's sort of half fake documentary, half comedy. Okay. there's uh, there's also more than one reference to the 1990 turtles movie in it which definitely (laughs) that would have gotten it an extra star automatically in the states books (laughs) exactly exactly Uh, in fact my husband was simultaneously laughing and groaning at me as we were watching it because there was a scene where one of the characters like one of the guys who was working on the actual building of the phone was driving into the office and he was listening to uh this is this is what we do by mc hammer and i was like is he listening to the turtle soundtrack and then he picks up the cd case and it's the turtle soundtrack and which was like oh, it's really sad Stacey. that you picked up on that like stop stop being such that's, a weirdo i'm not gonna say sad because that's you know you love you can't help what you love <laughs> but that is amazing sad. that you picked no i don't say that you're putting words in my mouth i'm saying that's a skill that you have mm-hmm. a skill yeah, <laughs> yeah. to be fair to <laughs> To be fair to me, okay. I had very recently seen the Turtles movie because we, oh God, this is this might be more embarrassing. I spent about £300 travelling to and staying in London just to go and see that film on the big screen because I hadn't before and there was a Q&A with the director, so. No, that's, that's warranted funding, that's fine. <laughs> when else are you, that'll never happen again. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I was good about it at the time, so. What, do you still feel good about it now? Yeah. Yeah, just don't worry about it. <laughs> There's all this shame coming from, Stace. <laughs> I think it's because I've genuinely, because, like, I've always been, obviously, I've always been into the turtles, but I seem to have, like, gone so gung-ho on it lately that I've now become, like, the person that everybody messages whenever anything turtlesy happens, which I sort of half love because mm-hmm. I'm like, people are thinking of me and that's really sweet. Yeah. And half sort of hate because I'm like, I do I do enjoy other things and think about other things sometimes. <laughs> um, just for listeners' context that can't see the screen, Stacey is seeing this with a little turtle shrine right behind her. <laughs> you see that? You see that book that's lying flat? You yeah. probably can't see exactly what it is. What That's is it? the art of uh, the art of mutant mayhem book. <laughs> well, Stace, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm trying to convince you that I'm not a complete turtles maniac sitting in front of all these figures in a in a in a purple and green striped jumper. Hey, um, <laughs> Blackberry, that was good though. Um, that was what, really good. Though. What did you give Blackberry? Four whole stars. Four whole stars. Four whole- one of them was turtle related. So well done for putting the turtle soundtrack. Yes, yeah. A whole star was just for that. Uh, you got it then, right. Exactly. Then the last film that I watched was um, They Cloned Tyrone, which was another Netflix movie that they sort of farted out and had on the home screen for like three days and then never mentioned again. Um, and that is a film with John Boyega, Tiona Paris and Jamie Foxx in it. And I don't really want to say too much about it because it's got a very interesting twizzly plot. Um, but the title tells you enough about it to know that it's a bit science fiction-y. It's also like very dark comedy. Jamie Foxx has got such good comedic timing in this film. It's ridiculous. And Tayona Paris is a straight up gem. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. I'll give that a wholehearted, whole recommend because um, it was very, very good. And it was nice because we watched like four films in a day and we started with Saltburn and then we watched The Creator, which might be one of the most average films I've ever seen. And I've completely forgotten it now. I've heard <laughs> absolute mixed things about that film. I've heard some people say like, what a film of the year and other people going, eh. Yeah, I it was so average middle of the road that I'm not sure I could tell you what happened anymore. Okay. Like I've just one of those. I haven't latched onto it like Saltburn because I hated it so much, and I haven't latched onto it like any of the other films I saw because I, I liked it so much. It just fell out mm-hmm. my brain completely. I feel like, like that's that's more sad if a film doesn't like yeah. if you don't even hate a, at least if at least you'd remember it if you've hated it. You've it's gotten an emotion out of you. Yeah, it's elicited a response of some yeah. kind, which yeah. I think is is frankly a film's only job well i've you know i've said this before because um i've had <laughs> funnily enough i've had people uh email into the parlor and say don't you think you're a bit negative sometimes and i've replied well they can't all be good ones <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm gonna see things that elicit a negative response out of me and i'm gonna talk about that because it's interesting yeah. and it is important <laughs> if it just happens like three times in a row Oh, yeah, there was a there was a, a month last year where I had to, like, delay an episode of The Parlour because I just hadn't watched anything interesting at all for, like, a full month. It happens, I, said, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I've got nothing. But, yeah, so those were my catching up with 2023 movies okay. I watched over Christmas. I'll check out the the last one, the, what was it, Clone? They cloned Tyrone. It's yeah. Very, yeah, it's very good. And I that's really, a, really liked it. That's a film? It is, yes. Okay, cool. 
All right. I, I, that like passed me by. I think maybe over the holidays, I just didn't go on Netflix. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things with Netflix where if you don't happen to catch something on the two or three days that they stick it. Yeah. Like on the homepage as you come onto it. Then you just don't know it exists. Like a lot of the, like I say, a lot of the stuff I find out about is from other podcasts and following the stars of the thing yeah. on social I, medias. I which feel is, like Netflix doesn't. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like it really doesn't invest much in like marketing, like as in real life marketing, like posters and like. I don't feel yeah. like I see that much, which is like. Unless it's like a film that's, I don't know, you know, like up for best film at the Oscars or something. Then I think they're like, oh, okay, now we like chuck the money at it. But yeah, Netflix, I mean, animation wise, Netflix did like really well at the Annie Awards this year. Like the top things that got the most nominations was Nimona. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Like love that film. Um, And that was that last year. And then Blue Eye Samurai, which was like a series. So, oh, Wish, Wish, which is like Disney's film didn't even get a nomination well that was another one though for me that i i haven't seen because i didn't even know it came out i only started hearing people talk about it roughly around christmas mm. when you know when people have got like a week off or whatever yeah. and they go i just bob on disney plus for whatever reason mm. <laughs> you know entertain the kids or whatever and i only found out about it because a friend of mine who's got kids was like oh yeah i popped it on it was all right. And I was like, oh, what a rousing endorsement. I'll get right on it. <laughs> yeah. And it's the film to commemorate. Like, I haven't seen it yet, but it's it for, you know, it's Disney. You expect a certain standard of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the animated film that's come out on their 100th anniversary. Yeah. So you think like, oh, they're going to. But I don't know. People just seem like, I mean, I guess I will see it. Um, yeah. But I've listened to the soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was written by a person that has written as in, as in the music. I don't yeah. think the lyricist. I felt like it was written by a pop star rather than right. someone who knows how musicals work because yeah. it's very poppy. Um, yeah. And I just feel like that's very distract. You know, it's 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 not a pop. It's not Moulin Rouge. It's like a musical. I don't know. It's it's a different language and it just seemed to miss the mark on. A yeah. few of points, which is a shame. But I will yeah. probably see it out of just pure curiosity. But I think going into that film maybe with low expectations is probably a better way to enjoy it. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably watch it eventually. Like I am, um, I finally got around to watching Elemental like a few weeks was, ago. Yeah, that was all right. That was fine. It was absolutely yeah. fine. Like it was a fine way to spend like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, the one that I'm sort of trepidatious about is Inside Out 2 because I adore <laughs> yeah. Inside Out. Like, mm. I went to see that at the cinema, wasn't expecting a film about depression, basically, for kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and bawled my eyes out uh, <laughs> and was just like, oh, hard relate <laughs> to everything in this film. Wonderful. Loved it. Having seen the trailer for Inside Out 2, I just don't <laughs> know what to speak about that. I just don't. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's another one of those ones where I'm like, I don't know if this story needed a second part. Like, I don't... No, and an absolute change of the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's baffling to me. I've heard as well, but I don't know how true it is because I haven't bothered looking into it too much because I'm sort of <laughs> trying to avoid it. But I've heard tell as well that a couple of people had to be recast because they weren't offered very good uh, deals oh. for this one. So that's Same. a worry to me as well because... 
as much as I'm normally on the train of, you know, higher voice actors rather than regular old actors, because you'll probably get a better performance. Mm. I actually think the cast of the of Inside Out are really good. Like Bill Hader's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, oh my god, why have I forgotten her name? Oh no, voice. the lady who was in. She was Disgust, I think, and she was in Mindy Kaling. There you go. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I thought she was great as Disgust, and yeah, like Amy Poehler was wonderful. Lewis Black, I think was anger and he he was really great as well he's got a very like distinctive (laughs) distinctive voice and it worked really well for that that character so i am a bit like trepidatious about that because i sort of i'm definitely going to end up watching it because curiosity will get the better of me Mm -hmm. um but i I don't know i don't know if that's going to be a good idea (laughs) you just have to wait and see what what it's like right like (laughs) i'm i'm wary as well just i don't know we've just seen such a sequel land in animation right now yeah which is, which is a shame but yeah what to see you know and obviously sequels can be amazing like spider-verse 2 mm. absolute oh all, phenomenal yeah brilliant yeah. See, it, so of course they can be done but um i'll oh, just see how it is isn't it <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's like i don't seem to know what i want from films and animation and things at the moment because on the one hand i'm like oh you know there's too many sequels and blah 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 and then on the other hand i'm like yeah i watched elemental it's all right like (laughs) you know what i mean i watched this original thing yeah yeah Um, i think i think like disney are struggling a bit with the maintaining audience at the moment though because i mean they've had a few really good films in the last not recent years but you know like you know they had the golden era like we were bloody lucky in the 90s like oh my oh, god we right. had some stellars like whoa thank god well we, we rode a good wave there and then you know when pixar was starting to really pick up again absolute stellar storytelling mm. but i feel like i don't know what's happening but yeah the thing the films they're making aren't quite hitting the mark with the mm. the because they have to you know they have to attract so many people to like make it deemed a successful film even though mm. oh, god they they don't really have to yeah anyway they usually always sort of break even but to disney that's an absolute failure um yeah a film can't break even it's gotta it's gotta make profit it's gotta sell those disney park tickets <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. but i also i'm just like ah oh, like you know let other let other voices just you know nimona great like yeah yeah, let some other studios because they're just being a bit more risk taking. I feel like Disney and even Pixar now, which they weren't before. I feel like they're being really safe mm. with the stories they're choosing to to make. Yeah. Um, or and like I think they just have not, to change. Yeah, sometimes it's not necessarily that the story's safe, but the way that they tell it is. Like if yeah. you think about it, Elemental is a story about racism and prejudice, like mm. at its core. Yeah. It's so like wishy washy, city on the fancy <laughs> in yeah. the whole way that it tells that story. There's, that it's like, I understand it is for kids and like yeah, but kids can handle it. Like, yeah, I mean have a have a little more faith in the kids for a start, it's, and it's, don't tell that story if you don't think you can tell it to children. Yeah, I actually ended up enjoying like on Disney Plus. There's a little making of documentary um, mm. about Elemental um because the director is uh yeah i think like the first generate like second generation immigrant family so his family like moved over oh gosh i can't remember which i can't remember if it was korea or or japan like, i can't remember which country um i think it was korea but i can't remember so the, the elemental is sort of meant to be a bit of a like his story of like how we found you know the sort of 
the, the great sacrifice of moving over and running, you know. So I actually found the making of and the hearing where the story came from and what inspired it a little bit better than the film, actually. Like, which <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and but Elemental isn't, you know, like I did enjoy it, but like as when it comes to like films that I really love, like it just didn't tick all my boxes, which is nothing yeah. to do with the bad yeah. film being bad. It's just me personally as a viewer. But I actually did really uh enjoy the little making of so i i recommend that as well actually if you enjoyed the film i really recommend the making of yeah um and if you watch the making of it might inspire you to watch the film as well like yeah Mm. i think they go hand in hand quite nicely yeah um i've just realized how long we've been blathering this happens every time stacy i know i love talking to you is what it is um (laughs) is there anything else that you wanted to to chat about before we we do our little songies yeah, some self promotion on on my part. Um Yay. <laughs> Do that horn, baby. So um this well last year I uh, co-directed a short animation film and it's like we're like trying to get it into film festivals and stuff now and it got into so there's this award ceremony called uh bar it's called it's called bar <laughs> but it's like british animation awards and right. it got into the audience award category um, which is really cool so this is like showings they'll do around the country and then audience people can like vote and we're in program two so if anyone watches hounds of a noon and if they thought it was cool and if they can vote that'd be really cool <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, so the British animation was like they go around the country and um there's some really cool like other shorts as well in the in the programme. But yeah, Mar Film's one of them and it's uh, a little eight minute short about uh, like a medieval warrior that is haunted by these like three hounds and it's about him confronting his past and all that stuff. But it's based off like Welsh mythology as well, so Oh that sounds like amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to have a look and see if it's coming anywhere near me because I I love going to see like things that you're not probably ever going to see yeah. on the big screen again. Like that's one of the reasons why like I've become a little bit obsessed lately with going to see films that I loved as a kid that I never saw at the cinema because I missed them. Yeah, <laughs> like going yeah, to see yeah. them now when they're like playing at like indie cinemas in Birmingham. Oh, it's yeah, it's really nice. Oh, I saw Beetlejuice on the big screen for the first time over oh, like October yeah. last year, and I lost my tiny little mind because that film is great. <laughs> that, that seems like a cool one for the cinema. It really, really is. It's like I thought that film was good, but then I came out and I was like, uh, "That's one of the best things I've ever seen." Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, just losing my entire mind. That animation though sounds amazing, and it sounds very you. I like the sound of that story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, so I was the co-director, and so it was uh, also co-directed and then written um, by my friend Beth Hughes. So yeah, she's a cool person to check out as well. Yeah, she's like, because um, she's directed before, like uh, on like TV shows and stuff. So she mm. knew a bit more like how the whole pipeline of directing worked, whereas this was yeah. like my first time. So I was just like, you know, so cool things like I am baby, like <laughs> help me. <laughs> just like metaphorically getting fucked by a tight pipeline that I don't know how it works but, <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah it was a really cool learning experience yeah I worked on it for like oh god I feel like it was two years maybe something yeah but yeah that's and then it will be also so if you can't catch it on any screenings or festivals at the end mm, at the end of this year maybe 
I'm not exactly sure when the date, but I think it is either end of this year or next year. It'll be on BBC iPlayer as well, because like, oh, brilliant! Um, BBC will like part the funding for it as well. So I'll make a big fuss when that's on the iPlayer, because it'll be oh, more accessible to like gen, you know, general people. But yeah. yeah, I feel like I need to say at this juncture that um, it's insane to me how many like incredibly talented people I happen to have <laughs> fallen into <laughs> friendships with, like absolutely but not like bonkers and i think animators might actually be magicians because animation is like just <laughs> mind-bogglingly wonderful to me i watched um god i'm going to talk about the turtles again i'm so sorry but it's relevant <laughs> there's no shame re- don't worry there's no shame there's no um, <laughs> there was there was like a, a fan reanimation of a full episode of rise of the tmnt that came out at the tail end of last year and it was done by something like 60 animators working together doing like oh yeah two or three shots each those are huge projects when it's like the fan animations man well i I mean people working on it for so long but it looks so amazing like i was just watching it like how do people this is magic (laughs) like just losing my tiny mind a bit like this is insane to me like animators i've got so much i mean i've got a lot of respect for a lot of people who work in the arts and stuff but like animation to me is truly just top top level what (laughs) i mean i'm i'm the same and i'm in it (laughs) and i'm just like what (laughs) yeah yeah i think like sometimes it's just that you just see something and you just think like how did they do how are they doing that yeah that's what like i think that's like (laughs) cgi animation is um, yeah i'm just like what the fuck like <laughs> how do i do that i don't know how to do that that's a different word and oh stop motion animators jesus christ oh my word like i i've banged on about this movie like a million times before but kubo and the two strings watching oh. the like behind the scenes how it was made of that <laughs> i just i just sat there with like my jaw on the floor like i know who is to, what just such a if you, if you listeners if you haven't seen that movie go and give it a look it's so good <laughs> it's so, so stunning good. it's so pretty oh my god like just there was stuff that was happening in that that i was convinced had to be i was like there's no way they've stopped motion animated absolutely no way and then i watched <laughs> yeah the behind the scenes and they were like not a single bit of cgi in this lads and i'm like <laughs> that that can't be true <laughs> I know. Anyway, waffle time is over. <laughs> it's time for the only segment that this show has. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about this because you sent me your song just shortly before we started recording. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, sneak in a little, listen to it while I'm loading up the old Skype. Because as ever, Skype decided to update <laughs> the instant <laughs> I tried to open it to record, even though I recorded in it not three days ago. Um <laughs> very annoying thank you Skype um and I was truly blown away by your choice so do you want to tell people uh what song you would like them to put in their ears um okay so I would say anyone this is a song from Baldur's Gate 3 which um I have been obsessed with since September um I don't know if you know what Baldur's Gate 3 is Stacey if you hear of it or anything like that so my only context of it, I don't know what it's about, like what the game actually is, what the gameplay is like. I don't know any of that. The only thing I know is that a friend of mine did a few voices in it. Um, nice. I told I you I know some stupidly talented people. It's ridiculous. I don't they know how have, this has happened. Um, was it a, did they, were the Birmingham accent? Or? No, it's, um, oh. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've 
he might have crossed paths with him at like Thought Bubblers. Is it Dave Monteith from Geek Syndicate? Hang on. Wait, I know that. I know that name. But yeah, he posted, he does about, I think about eight characters in there. Oh, wow. Um, And like part of me was like, should I start playing video games just to hear Dave? And then I was like, that's so weird. Like, he's your friend, just listen to him. (laughs) He's got a podcast, you can just listen to that. (laughs) But, um. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There we go. I've just, yeah, I've gone on, I've gone on the website. Yes, I reckon. I sometimes, you know, you just need to see the logo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because names are just like a blur in my brain. I need visual connection. Oh, um, yeah, Dave, oh, Barry, Barry and Dave from Geek Syndicate are the reason that I have a podcast, so you can thank slash blame them for that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, that's all. I've got n- no context for what the game is about, who the characters are, like anything. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> Should I, I, I can't go into its days. Okay. That will be... <laughs> it will ruin it. No, no, no. It won't ruin it. I'll be here forever. (laughs) I will be here forever. So I'm not going to... To sum it up, if you don't know what Baldur's Gate 3 is, it is a D&D inspired video game. So it's the third one, but I haven't played the other two. I think the last one came out like 20 years ago or something. Right. So you can just play the third one and it's it won all the game awards. Um, Mm -hmm. It did very, very well. And yeah, so, you know, but it's it's a game that does a lot of things well. It does um, the voice acting like, yeah, it's great that you have a friend that did the voice acting because the voice acting is top notch in it from the main character just to the NPCs, like absolute quality. All these amazing variety of British accents, like five star. The clothes are really pretty. Sometimes yeah, like like a lot of women have played this game, which, you know, I'm, again, I'm not saying like women don't play video games, but a lot of people that like have never played Baldur's Gate all time-based like strategy games have never played this game but the customization in it is like you can dye your clothes Stacey you can have this lovely robe you can dye and they give you all these dyes I I don't think a lot of the um (laughs) I don't think other people use it this way but you know it's also like a dating sim as well so you know you're like who's my boyfriend gonna be today um but the song I've chosen is so anyone that wants to know absolutely nothing about the game I maybe would skip for a bit or don't look up the song. Um, but the game does have a few songs in it. And one of them, I, I recommended it only because literally I came, I finally came across it this week in the game. I'm in the last act. I'm like almost at the end and it's all boss battles. And then one of the boss battles, he starts singing, which just, I wasn't expecting like at all when I was playing the game. I was just like, wait, like what? what and it absolutely <laughs> fucking slaps like <laughs> it's just unexpected it's it there's all like organs playing and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing i have heard the villain song in the new disney's wish and i'm i'm saying with with great confidence that this the song is called raphael's final act and mm-hmm. it is better than the chris pine <laughs> song in disney's wish sorry chris pine i do love you and you can sing, but for a villain song, it failed terribly. <laughs> and this random fucking game song just absolutely, like, it's amazing. Um, it's yeah. written by, so they're like, yeah, the soundtrack. And I think this song is also written by, if I, I'm going to butcher his name, <laughs> Borislav uh, Slavov. Again, I'm really sorry if I've probably said that name wrong. Sorry. <laughs> 
but he writes all the music and the soundtrack is actually slamming and but the the voice of the character is voiced and sung by andrew wincott and oh man he's got such a charmingly devilish like yeah boy it's great absolutely absolutely yeah it's hard to sum it up like you just have to listen to it like i can't really i don't have the vocabulary to sum up how this song makes me feel but it brings me yeah. much joy and it made me laugh a lot because I, it's, just, it's really funny and a fun fact i learned about the game is there's a spell in the game called silent so it's you know for spell casters if you cast silence on someone they can't they can't speak so they can't say the spells um that's that's the thing if you cast silence on the guy who sings the song the song continues to play but his bit is just missing no way yeah fun fact just, oh i like that the game does all kinds of shit like that the choice the amount of choice in the game is absolutely balls to the wall bonkers like it's like the game devs thought of almost everything and it's just insane the customizability and all that shit um so that's my song that yeah Raphael's final act that's the i the popped this on and was truly baffled almost immediately because with somebody as somebody with no context to the game itself hmm. my first thought was is this game a musical and it's then not. part of me was like i think i want to play it if it is it's not a musical that's oh. like that's also the, but there are other songs in it like there's a song a bard sings in it called down the river that's a really beautiful song that's really nice hmm. Yeah, I'll send you those songs, Dace. Like there, and there's another song I really, really like in it called "I Want to Live," and I fucking oh, that's such a nice <laughs> song. Um, but yeah, this one though, it's only because I literally got to that part of the game this week, and I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was the same week that I heard the villain song from Wish, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what world are we living in where Baldur's Gate has a better villain song than like a Disney hundredth anniversary commemorated for, like ugh. anyway um then you go rando but that is my song of the week Stacey excellent thank you very much my song is a weird choice I think but you know we'll, I really liked it we'll go with it so <laughs> I very unironically like the song Pony by Genuine from like the early 2000s or whenever that came out i'm aging myself here because it could have been the 90s oh um <laughs> i think it's a fun song unnecessarily dirty very funny to me that was nice. um, i'd never heard it before <laughs> well um so yeah so the the original the, the genuine version is much more sort of like 2000s r&b um mm. And so this version that I've chosen is the cover that recently came out by one of my favourite bands, Slothrust, who I had a little bit of an argument with my husband about because I thought they were called Slothrust and he literally dug out a video of them saying their own. Oh, no. And, they, and I felt silly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they do a cover of it and they make it much more of a sort of like rock song than they, mm. that, but it's still like weirdly sexy somehow. But it is literally just about riding... Yeah, just right, just sexy riding in it, riding like a pony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, I haven't really realised, even though sadly enough, the the genuine version is on my liked songs playlist on Spotify, and it does pop up every now and again when I have that on random. But I hadn't actually realised that the lyrics are literally just, if you're horny, let's do it, just ride on my pony, like, <laughs> like, so just just hop on again very, <laughs> very ace of you stacy that's the first thing i noticed oh. like why is it called a pony and then i was like <laughs> oh like not a pony like yeah. like a pony yes yes, yes. 
It's good. Um, it's a good song. I Fun. jokingly once said because I am I am a little bit oblivious to these sorts of things sometimes that um you know the song uh Heartboner by Ninja Sex Party. Like if you take yeah. those lyrics literally, it's like an asexual anthem, that is. <laughs> if you take it literally, like like I don't think about having sex with you. It's just that my heart's got a boner for you. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that disgusting have, you, have you seen them live? I have, yes. When um, they when they played harp owner, they put out little they gave little hearts out to everyone. And it was really I cute. Know, and he was, was like, oh, put it on your phone and then put your torch on. And then everyone's got a little heart. It was so cute. It was so sweet. Because I saw them in London. And, um, oh, my God, what a night that was. Like, Planet Booty followed by TWRP followed by <gasps> right. NS. Yeah. Like, just, just an evening of, like, intense positivity and funky sexiness. Like, oh, I Very it. good. Yeah, I, so I good. think I saw the same tour then. Um, but yeah. I saw them in Dublin and it was, like, very good. Yeah, uh, I I I was so upset when they were like talking about doing like another full blown like European tour and then COVID hit. Yeah. Ah, COVID, the bane of our lives. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. Let's not um, open that pot. <laughs> look, if both of our songs are on Spotify, I, I don't know if the Baldur's Gate soundtrack is. It is. Look. <laughs> oh, excellent. Then you can find both of those choices and all of the previous choices by me and me podcast guests on the parlor recommendations spotify playlist have a little listen mm-hmm. and be just have an experience <laughs> have an experience is yeah for both of us <gasps> back to back yeah oh my god what okay hang on which order should people listen to those songs mm-hmm. in? um i'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> i think okay i think start with the pony one mm-hmm and then I think, and then I think maybe the yeah Raphael's fi- final act. I feel like cause it ends on such a mm. like ah. Like, <laughs> I might pick that up then. <laughs> it, well, I heard it, so okay, cool. You got noise cancelling, and you know sometimes if you go too high, mics are just like nah. <laughs> because it doesn't want you to blow out everybody's eardrums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think those are all the things I was going to talk about. I did see the movie Self Reliance, but it was like a solid like three and a half stars, and I don't feel like that's interesting to talk about. <laughs> three and a half? No, you either got to love it or hate it, say. So I think we've agreed yeah. on that, haven't we? I think yeah, I think I think I think three and a half is just like yeah. I enjoyed looking at Jake Johnson for an extended period of time. Okay, that has value. It does. <laughs> it really does. And Mary Holland was in it, who I also love. Um, okay. So yeah, it, it's a it's a recommend from me. Recommend. Um, on that note, is there anything that you would like to plug before we do a little skadoosh? Well, I guess I've mentioned the the hounds thing. Uh, you can follow me on Jesus. What even do people use these days, man? Well, I Twi- don't know. I'm Twitter's on all of them. Nobody talks to me on them. <laughs> Twitter's on fire. You don't even call it Twitter anymore. Like, hey, I do. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do because it's fucking fuck Elon, right? Uh, okay, I am on Twitter at Flourishing Quirk. Flourishing is spelt wrong. Uh, there's no O in it, so it's flourishing. And I'm also on Instagram. If you want to follow my doodles, um, that's Doodle Curls. Um, <laughs> so Doodle underscore Curls. Same name on Blue Sky because apparently that's where people also go now. <laughs> Okay, I keep forgetting to use that. I have it, 
I'm Stacey's parlor on everything. I have it. I have threads. I have hive. <laughs> I don't use any of them. <laughs> hive. That was the one that everybody initially went to the first time Twitter there was, was. There was the scare. Yeah. Having a trash fire. But then so many people went to it. It crashed for like two and a half weeks, so nobody used it anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I had to wait a very long time for an invite to Blue Sky, and then I keep forgetting to use it. Um. But it's very yeah. quiet, but it's also chill, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before the trash fire moves over there at yeah. some point in the not too distant future. Well, the only thing I want to plug outside of my usual socials is uh, obviously the next episode is going to be the 150th. What? Oh. Um, so I'm going to do a little ask me anything, I think. Um, so if you've got any burning questions, obviously I reserve the right to tell you to F off if you ask <laughs> some stupid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, fling a question at me. Oh, uh, like I said, at yeah. Stacey's Parlour everywhere. Name 150 of your favourite turtle facts. <laughs> Actual turtles or the That's, ninja variety. I think you know exactly which turtles I'm talking about, <laughs> Stacey. The shrine dedicated ones. There's <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> What's worse is that you can't see like the, the wall that's behind... Uh, my yeah, laptop. No, I did pick on when you said in front of me, and I'm like, what are you talking about in front of you? I'm talking about the one behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um eight action figures on the on the wall in, in front of me, uh-huh. and uh, a little pin flag banner to the side of me that's only got turtles pins on it. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> I'm embracing no, it. Look, I've become, this is good. <laughs> I've become a crazy turtle lady. They say that your thirties is just reliving <laughs> all the shit you liked when you were thirteen. So I'm like, you are doing it correctly. I think so. What was quite funny, and then I really will shut up and end the episode, was I recently bumped into somebody I haven't seen for about five or six years, uh, and she was talking about how she was thinking about getting a tattoo, but she was like, but that's very midlife crisis of me at this age, isn't it? <laughs> I got my first tattoo last year. It's a Hamato clan emblem. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, she looked at it and she went what's that and I had to explain to her that like yes I had a midlife crisis I guess tattoo and yes it is a turtles one leave me alone it's not a midlife crisis <laughs> it's a midlife acceptance I always wanted a tattoo but I was never brave enough so I feel and like it was, a, it was a yeah. midlife achievement <laughs> exactly yes Stacey <sighs> and it's on all that good. note we are, we're all good it's all fine hey find happiness where you can is all I'm going to say. Enjoy life because lots of it is shit. So why not be obsessed with turtles for a bit? <laughs> exactly. And this is why yeah. you skip the mediocre film reviews. Yeah, yeah. Because who wants to <laughs> feel mildly about things? Shrug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a shrug. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> on that note, thank you for joining us, lovely listeners. And thank you for joining me again, Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure, as per usual. Thank you so much for asking me to be here, Stacey. It's been great. <laughs> Yay. Uh, listeners, I'll see you next month for my big 150th. Probably not going to make a lot of effort, sorry. <laughs> uh, I might have a cake. I won't eat it on the podcast, though. Oh, yes. No, do it. it do some ASMR at the end that's just me, yeah. like, nodding on a cake. <laughs> Oh my god. Do what you want, Stacey. It's, it's your 150th, right? I'll just get really drunk. <laughs> see. Just everyone, get really yes, everyone drunk. condole this behaviour. 
everybody stay safe we love you uh see you next month ta bye thank you for listening to stacy's pop culture parlor to get in touch with me the titular stace you can follow me on twitter at stacy's parlor send an email to stacy's parlor at gmail.com or come and join the stacy's pop culture parlor facebook group if you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!